Let's take a drive down Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue Cock! <laughs> okay <laughs> Welcome to Tangent Avenue everybody I'm Tasman I'm Bryson and, uh, as Tess said, this is Tangent Avenue. In this show, we bring a new topic every week spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. This time, it, we got a, f- a fucking, another fucking troll crawled into our home, uh, and wants to tell us all about something. So, troll, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Abby. <laughs> um, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to replace Bryson. Whoa. That's fucked. Hell yeah. Taz, you don't even time. know Abby that well. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, it's you're, fine. You're going to engage in a business um, relationship with her? Yeah, yeah. I've known Abby uh, for less, not a lot of time, but I wouldn't be in a business deal with her. I don't well, trust that, her. Wow. That's unfortunate because we're already in a business deal with us. She's, she's so researcher. That's also yeah. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Abby is our researcher and she had a topic that she really wanted to, uh, wanted Bryson to do. And then Bryson just said she you should do, do it. it. So here we are. Uh, and I'm Abby, not lazy, your... I promise. <laughs> <laughs> what's your topic today uh today we're going to be talking about the john benet ramsey case okay and john yeah. benet ramsey he's the guy from the the, the holiday right no <laughs> <laughs> okay um, i don't know what's happening i actually um have an update really quick for one of your your previous podcast episodes oh okay hit us with you, it uh, is it the guys... eliza lamb one no, it's the okay. Dyatlov Pass. Oh, yes, I saw that. Did I you I wanted see to stream it? that on yesterday's episode, but I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I can't remember how many more hikers, but a bunch of hikers went on, uh, went to the same Dyatlov Pass and to honor their original hikers, mm-hmm. and they also ended up disappearing. So that's uh, got to yes. lend credence to the theory <laughs> that it was just the Russian government making people disappear, right? Because yeah. you can't make people, you yeah. can't disappear. Like, two groups of distinctly <laughs> similar people can't just go missing at the exact same spot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, um, actually, no, um, Frozen, the movie. Oh, the Frozen thing, yeah, I saw that Solved thing, too. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Uh, so the animators of Frozen um, gave a scientist uh, the like code that they used to uh, make the snow in Frozen, and they figured out that it was possible for a avalanche to have happened, and that could have been the cause. But then again, now we got more hikers who randomly disappeared, so... Yeah. So based on Disney logic, there could have been an avalanche. <laughs> yeah, by Dis- Disney snow logic could have yeah. been an avalanche. Yeah. If this yeah. was a Disney movie, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let it go, man. Let it go. Anyway, Taz, yeah. I'm going to do the thing that I'm most famous for doing on this podcast. Ready for it? I do this every episode. Oh. You haven't done it in like four episodes. I do it every episode. You're welcome, guys. That nice, crisp. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Nice. So tell us about this banana case, Abby. Yeah, tell us about so, uh, John Banana Ramsey. I'm going to do a quick disclaimer because you okay. guys did it with the Eliza Lamb case. So on mm-hmm. this episode, we'll be talking about the unsolved murder of John Benet Ramsey. Uh, this episode will contain details of a real death. Police theories include mentions of sexual assault, and we will go over the autopsy report. 
uh, will attempt not to go into too many unnecessary details to prevent causing distress to any listeners with sensitivity to those issues. Uh, and although none of these situations are humorous, surely Bryson and Tasman will be making jokes throughout the I'm sure. I'm sure mood. some of these situations <laughs> would be pretty humorous. Probably, yeah. um, uh, speaking of but, disclaimer, yeah. I don't think I did a disclaimer on our Zach and Addy uh, episode. <laughs> So on the bright side, cool. it was all very wholesome and positive on the Zach yeah, episode. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, is there anything more wholesome than cooking your girlfriend on a stove? Hey, a lot of g- guys don't cook for their girlfriends, so I'm exactly. just glad someone does. Yeah. Wow. Even if it is uh, her. <laughs> hey, a nothing. lot of guys can't make their girls hot, I'll say it. <laughs> or moist, for uh, that matter, depending on what, what glaze he used. Yeah. He did glaze her, right? No, there was no seasoning anything. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, he was white, I guess. I don't expect a guy named Zach to he, season his food. He is from Louisiana, though, and Louisiana is known for their seasonings. That's true. So. Wow. It's a toss-up there. Anyways, banana. Yeah, tell yeah. me about this banana boy. Um, so, let me just set the scene for you guys real quick. Have you ever watched the TLC show Toddlers and Tiaras? No. No. Was uh was John Banana Ramsey one of the a toddlers? A toddler in a tiara? Yeah. Um Jabane was never on the show, but yeah, Jabane was a toddler in a tiara. Um <laughs> Good oh, to yeah. know. Uh Jabane Ramsey was born in 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia. Um her parents were named Patricia or Patsy Ramsey and John Bennett Ramsey. They literally just combined her dad's first and middle name. And made it sound fancy in French. And then her oh, middle name. I always assumed John Benet Ramsey was Jonathan, middle name Benet Ramsey. Yeah, that's what I, I thought it was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That yeah, makes no. more sense. All right. Um, yeah, all right. you kept using her, and I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so John Benet was a little girl. Uh, she had an older brother named Burke, who was three years older than her. Um, who was born in uh, 1987. Um, her father, John, was the president of Access Graphics, uh, which is a computer software company that later became a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. Um, after his first oh. marriage ended in divorce in 1978, he moved with his second wife, Patsy, to Boulder, Colorado in 1991, where the headquarters of Access Graphics was located. Um, they lived Boulder, a pretty Colorado. good life in Boulder. Um, they had a 15-bedroom mansion. So, so pretty good life back in yeah Boulder. they had they had money they had a lot of things um my only Jominate. exposure to uh boulder colorado is um boulder city uh in uh fallout new vegas and uh doesn't look like it would have a 15 room mansion but you know what looks will deceive you yeah um <laughs> You don't yeah. have to pretend he's funny. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can, you can just move on. Abby <laughs> knows I'm funny. I, you're funny in moments. I'm funny in every moment. What are you talking about? You guys just never played Fallout New Vegas. So. No, I didn't. I, you know I did. <laughs> you don't. You you've never played a video game in your life, Taz. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Fucking idiot. Yes. <laughs> oh, um. Um, their mother, Patsy, was um, a former pageant queen, so she ended up signing John Bonet up for several pageants um, in Colorado. 
to quote an article from romper.com, at four years old, Ramsey won her first competition in 1994 at the Colorado State All-Star Kids Pageant. Just a few months later, four-year-old Ramsey stole the show at the Little Miss Charlevoix Pageant in Charlevoix, Michigan, where the Ramsey family used to vacation in the summer. Ramsey went on to take home first place titles at Little Miss Colorado, America's Royal Miss, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. So it's pretty safe to say that in her All these names really suck. <laughs> yeah, they, Little, they, they do. Or it's, pretty, it's pretty modern, so it's, yeah. they're all going to suck. Pageant names aren't great. Little Miss, what is it? That last uh, one. What was that one? <laughs> National Tiny Miss Beauty. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Whoever named Tiny, I don't even give a fuck. Whoever named that should be shot dead in the middle of the street. Yeah, well, every pageant has to have, like, a different name or something, so they're, like, significant. Maybe don't name your pageant so that you seem very horny at kids. (laughs) I mean, isn't that what child beauty pageants are, though? Yeah, they really are. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, um, Which one of these kids is most fuckable? <laughs> Hell yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Taking a bold stance on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Pageants wow. are for people to look at kids and try to make it socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Have it's you great. seen some of those kids like that are in pageants and they look like tiny adults? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, isn't that what kids are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, but, like, Kaz figured it out. <laughs> He's a libertarian now. <laughs> Holy shit. Why is the age of consent so high? They're basically just tiny adults, says Tasman Cooey. You took that way differently, my guy. Uh, I, it's a direct oh quote, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Dad, so you guys anyways. said I'm only funny sometimes. <laughs> How's it going, Abby? Um, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, we should point out she... Abby literally just got home from work when we started recording this. <laughs> yeah. 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 And also, uh, just to point out, Kaz also told her to come record naked, which was weird. And I've got the screenshots um, to prove it. No. Uh, what? Yes, he first, did. First no, off, did I not. make that he joke did. with everybody. I will send you the. I'll send you the screenshots, out. Abby. Did you not see the message he sent? I thought you sent those messages. No, that was bad. <laughs> you son of a yeah. bitch! This is a smear campaign. <laughs> it is. We record dick out every time. You just can't yeah. see it because we're shooting you know. the waist down. Yeah. yeah Wait, no, did you say I'm... we shoot from the waist down? Yeah. <laughs> we only record our waist. Yeah. Alright. Cool. Patreon only. Sign up, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I didn't do our Patreon. I will do it later. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so she was a pageant queen. She won a lot of awards and stuff. It was great. Cool. Christmas Day, 1996. The Ramsey family visited another family for Christmas dinner. According to John and Patsy, John Bonet fell asleep on the car ride home, you know, as kids do. Mm-hmm. Or was she playing Game Boy and, like, waiting for the streetlights to pass every time so that way she could get a look at her game again? I wish. Yeah, it was probably too early That would early be so much that. better. Yeah. But they claim to have carried her in the house and put her to bed, you know, as parents mm-hmm. do, uh, before shortly falling asleep themselves. Um 
they're actually supposed to go on a Disney cruise the next day. But instead, police dispatch received a frantic call from the Ramsey household at 5.52 in the morning. Okay, I will say that I'm a little disappointed that this isn't taking place on the cruise. Yeah, um, yeah. that would but, be great. Yeah. Like right next to the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody thing. where you're just like, <laughs> Sweet Life on Deck? Yeah. <laughs> it's just an episode of Sweet Life on Deck. All right, the so dream. we will play that clip now. fun uh and by fun i do mean very sad hey yeah question for everybody real quick do you think that dispatch officer was like just like like did it say who took him (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) uh i will say i'm not a dispatch operator and i have no experience with it but from what i do know she did not do a very good job Uh, She got the information she needed, but she did not do a good job with the whole calming down thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. Well, how do you calm down somebody? Breathe, bitch. Breathe. (laughs) Britney, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just pulled down the fucking blanket where her daughter should be, and it's just Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Fuck though, <laughs> insane question. Honestly, did it say who took them? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I well, feel like I would have opened with that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, they signed said, it and gave me their social security number, officer. How'd you know? <laughs> I would have said, "Hey, not somebody took my daughter. This person took my daughter." Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. Based off that call, police went in thinking that it was a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Patsy said that there was a ransom note. Um, yeah. She claimed to have found the two and a half page note at the bottom of their kitchen stairs. But she said it was on the bed in the 911 call, didn't she? Uh, I, I don't. I'll go back. I'll go I back. I remember. Hey, uh. Well, Taz is looking into that. How do you feel about those clippy pictures I put in the in the general <laughs> chat last time we recorded? That's, Why? Uh, we were talking about clippy. Why? Why do these pictures exist? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the one I'm most confused about is the Hatsune Miku one. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the one that's least disturbing to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. I disagree, but <laughs> I think the other two are art, whereas the Hatsune Miku one is. 
little strange. It also has gives off big white power vibes. I mean, all of them give off very strange vibes. Yeah. I just find it very strange. Maybe this is a Hatsune Miku thing. I don't know much about her. Uh, but she's doing the old okay symbol, which mm-hmm. is, you know, very strange. <laughs> yeah. You don't know much about Hatsune Miku? Not much, no. She's not a vocaloid. Big... That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know, too. That's actually more than I knew, because I wasn't able to describe it to Taz that well. So, uh, no. Uh, okay. It doesn't say that I was left on the bed. But I will say, though, um, having listened to that twice now, I, if... That's genuinely her mom's, like, concerned voice, and she's not trying to act. I will be surprised, because it does not sound real at all to me. Yeah. How many... Um, oh, wait, so here's my question for you, then, Tez. Yep. How many people do you think you've heard respond to a kidnapping of their child? Uh, none, but I did find my uh, my dead sister in my bathroom, so I do have some experience with uh, surprising dead people. That's true. <laughs> so... Uh, and nobody sounded like that, so I will say that. <laughs> well, I know you made a joke immediately, but... <laughs> Not immediately. Later that day. Later yeah. that day. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. That's how I cope, Taz killed her. I mean... <laughs> uh, nah, her heart gave out while she was shitting or something. I don't yeah. know. That's uh, classic. That's my assumption. Like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Anyways, move on. Um, <laughs> Tell us about this dead kid, dude. Hell um, yeah. yeah. Do you guys want me to read you the ransom note? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, it was two and a half pages long. Yeah. So, um, this is Mr. Read Ramsey. it in a deep French accent if you can. I can't read it in a French accent, but I can read okay. it in a deeper, like, dude accent if yeah. you want me to. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Deeper dude accent. Hell yeah. I don't know. Mr. Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't deep for but please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's how I imagine Mr. Clippy sounds in those pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, guys, if you want to know what Clippy images we're looking at, um, uh, just look up... Refer to the Patreon. (laughs) The Patreon, uh, yeah. Version of... Uh, the Project Paperclip <laughs> yeah. episode. Or just look up Pregnant Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> or pay us $5 to see it. You know, yeah. that's preferred. Yeah, ideally. Oh. Or just look up Pregnant Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, hit us with that masculine voice again and let's hear um, this. <laughs> yeah, no, please. I'm, I'm abandoning that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed because it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. Uh, we, XX, respect <laughs> your business. A lot of questions already. A, it's a letter, and they said, Mr. Ramsey, please listen. <laughs> so, already pretty angry at these guys. <laughs> yeah, listening, they're reading, for one. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ramsey, please uh, look hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Uh, um, we respect your business but not the country that it serves um, at this time we have your daughter in our possession she is safe and unharmed If and if you want to see her whoa hang on 
I might have copied oh. this transcript wrong. If you, oh, I read that totally wrong. Wow, sorry. <laughs> My dyslexia <laughs> just kicked in. <laughs> uh, she is safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997. <laughs> you must Was this anywhere near New Year's, by the way? <laughs> well, it's Christmas. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still hate it. <laughs> You must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw um, $118,000 from your account. Um, $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence a earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. Uh, the two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you to not provoke them. Um, speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. A stray <laughs> dog. <laughs> a stray dog. I'm sorry, what, sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this might be Scooby-Doo of the Mystery Gang, and we don't want to take that chance. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Ramsey. <laughs> but Fred and Velma have a, a distinct, uh, history of catching criminals. <laughs> Don't talk to stray dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, stray cats, though. What's the rule of stray cats? <laughs> talk to stray cat. It's fine. Stray yeah, dog, she dies. Yeah. Um, if you alert bank authorities, sh she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are Don't not try to grow a brain. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to grow a brain. Um, you are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory southern SBTC. Common sense. <laughs> so, yeah. These, these are pretty precocious kidnappers, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Like, if you're in that situation, that letter might be, will probably be terrifying. But outside of, like, being the person whose daughter that is who is kidnapped, that note is just. What a ridiculous. bunch of dorks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's kind of all over the place, logically speaking, because yeah. they say they're from a foreign interest group. Mm -hmm. Correct? And yeah. then say they're familiar with law enforcement tactics. Yeah. And it's very... They've stolen from a lot of Americans, Bryson, don't you know? Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. This is all real. It's not yeah, the these parents. Are, these are pros. Yeah. Um, uh, if it's not the parents, I'm going to be surprised. Yeah. Uh, the, the, wor the word attache there is also really <laughs> Yeah. So that's the weird thing. The word attache is used, but common words like business and possession are misspelled. 
What? Good. So it's like whoever wrote the note wanted to seem like they were uneducated, but they either forgot or gave up halfway through writing it. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I also like that it's like, I really find it funny that they're like, but you can also co- like get it early, too, if you if you really hop to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, if you deviate, we'll cut her fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> do it early, but also, if you don't do exactly what we tell you when we tell you to do it, she's dead. So. Yeah. It um, makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. So, other than that, there's a couple of other things about the note that are very interesting. Um, so the amount of money that they asked for as ransom is the exact amount of money that John received as a Christmas bonus that year. Okay, good. So, like, only people within the Ramsey family or possibly John's co-workers would have known that exact amount of money. It just seems like a really, like, weird number to ask for. It's really specific. How's their relationship in this? The wife and the husband? Um. Are they healthy? Yeah, uh, according yeah. to... Um, Her name is you know, Patsy, so she could just be, like, <laughs> framed. No, they had, um, like, a psychiatrist involved in the case, and, and she said that they had a very healthy family dynamic, so... No one who puts their kids in beauty pageants at the age of <laughs> has, a healthy, has a healthy family dynamic. dynamic. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um... What else is weird about the note, though? Um, there was a notepad in their kitchen, and, and that's the, where note, the note was from. That's the note was written on that like stationary pad. Good, good. So it was written, written in their house on their stationary. But police even found a practice note in the house. Do you have the practice note? Please tell me you have the practice note. For the love of God, Abby, tell me you have the practice note. I, sh- I don't. I'm pretty sure it's like the same thing, but just like scratched out a bunch of times. Oh, um, sure, we found a rough draft. So, <laughs> uh, did they have a rough draft of the kidnapping too? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, um, Fuck. police, like, you know, took that in as evidence, and they tested it for fingerprints, and they only found, um, Patsy's fingerprints, and then the fingerprints of the officers that were handling the evidence. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> so, what the yeah. fuck? So they were like, yeah, this note's probably forged. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so fucking fun. I am not getting over the fact that they, it was written at the scene of the crime. Because yeah. I, I know this is a murder, like, not a kidnapping, but fuck, I love the idea of, like, kidnappers really planning out exactly what they want done, and they're like, uh, hey, Tim, did you get the note written? And he's like, uh, I, I got the basic idea in my head. I'll, I'll write it on the day. <laughs> Sounds like something you would do, Bryson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, what's a synonym for duffel bag? Attaché, attaché. <laughs> Bosness. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, um, according to um, a Colorado Bureau of Investigation report there are indications that the author of the ransom note is Patricia Ramsey. 
Uh, however, yeah. the evidence fell short of a definitive conclusion, so they don't re- really know who the author of the note was. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, officers responded to the 911 call within three minutes, so they were at the house before 6 a.m. Cursory searches of the house showed no signs of forced entry. And we know this wasn't Santa, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that, we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Excuse me, what? For those of you who heard our Truthcast episode that we were on, Santa definitely kidnapped John Benet Ramsey to take her to the Epstein Island. And that's my theory. We'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that exact theory. I mean, it's a very similar one. So, um, I no, quit. But, <laughs> There, there is a Santa theory. Um, I love Santa theories. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's like game theory. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a theory, a Santa theory. <laughs> oh, Matt Pat's gonna sue you guys. That's cool. If Someday. I can get if if something in my life ends with Matt Pat suing me, I'm gonna do it. Because <laughs> what a lawsuit. <laughs> Email, no, email him and beg him to sue you, but like small claims court for like a dollar, so you can say that you were sued by Matt Pat, but there were literally no like consequences to it. Have Julia uh, put it on her uh, next cover art, just like Tangent Avenue, hosted by Bryson in brackets, sued by Matt Pat, and Taz in brackets, co-sued by Matt Pat. <laughs> Uh, wow. awful. Uh, yeah. Now stop uh, vaping during the podcast, you fucking idiot. It's his podcast. He can vape what he wants to, just like how you can it's crack open your drinks when you I want can to. Vape if I want to. <laughs> vape if I want. <laughs> no, y'all can do whatever you want to. It's your podcast. That's true. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fire our researcher. <laughs> she hasn't I even see- done an episode for me yet. <laughs> See, Bryson, technically all the work that I'm about to do is going to be for Taz because you haven't put anything into the things that you need me to research for you. It's okay. <laughs> you don't got to worry about it. I don't, know, I don't know what topic I want to do next. <laughs> I have like well, 14 topics on there. Do, yeah. do a little bit of soul searching, figure it out, and then let me know. I will. You have I'll an have episode a next week, Bryson. Yeah, we'll yeah. be fine. Probably just bust yeah. out one of my D&D topics. <laughs> Instead of think about an episode you want. What? <laughs> well, I don't want to make Abby covered. do research in a fucking, in five days. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, get so. Get back to it. Let's stop talking about I'm gonna about get back to guys. it. <laughs> um, so, because they thought that it was a kidnapping, um, only John Bonet's bedroom was roped off as a crime scene at first. Uh, there were zero precautions taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house. Good. Um, yeah. R- right, after calling, good. right after calling 911, Patsy called um, close friends and family to tell them, hey, my daughter was kidnapped. <laughs> and a bunch of them arrived at around 8 in the morning, so two hours after police did. Um, visitors included victim advocates and the Ramsey family's minister. Awesome. So, yeah. 
So, um... A cab, by the way. Yeah. Just in case anyone thought cops were good at their jobs before <laughs> 2020. Um, no, specifically... I have all the respect in the world for cops who do their job and do it well. Like, good on you. I could never actually do this and be good at it. But the Boulder police really fucked up this case, in my own opinion. Like, a lot. That already sounds like it, yeah. I mean, their dispatcher was awful, so here we are. Yeah. Um, And it's like... You know, you hear about cases in, like, the 70s, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, kids went missing because people never locked their front doors, and it's like, okay, whatever. This was the 90s. This is, like, this is after the OJ case. So, like... This is, like, peak, like, paranoid parents. People paying attention to cases. Yeah. So there was a lot of public scrutiny on this case. And despite that, the Boulder Police Department just really did not fucking care. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so... I love the state I was born in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Patsy invited all these people over to their house, right? 15-bedroom mansion. There's plenty of room to, to invite people over to hang out, I guess. Um, so visitors were, you know, cleaning the house and potentially destroying evidence. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be helpful because and oh it's no, insane I'm so too. sorry that your daughter got kidnapped. Let me take some stress off of you and help you mop your floors. Like even if it wasn't, even if it was a kidnapping, right? They found a notepad, the notepad used to write the ransom note on the fucking kitchen counter. Uh huh. Why would you not consider the whole house a, a crime scene at that rate? Because yeah. they're dumb. Yeah, true. My bad. I forgot that part. <laughs> um, there was <sighs> um, fresh snow outside because, you know, Colorado winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so allowing all of these visitors to come and walk around the house, any footprints that would have been left by potential kidnappers were now completely Id- unidentifiable. Cool. Um, yeah. So you ever have office- your daughter kidnapped so you have a small house party? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Um, boy. Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, if you're in a panic and you really, like, don't know what to do, like, your first instinct is to reach out to, like, close friends and family and be like, hey, this happened, I really need support right now. But, like, if I were the friend and I got that call, I would be like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to get you out of the house. (laughs) Let's go to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they let's got get dollar you a drinks. drinks. <laughs> yeah, let, let's get you a Dugarita. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's not Applebee's. Actually, that's uh, Red Lobster. Uh, yeah, I find that's that does sound like something Applebee's would do, though. Instead of Red Lobster, it sounds much more Applebee's. Yeah. Um, but Guess yeah, we're gonna go I get don't... Dugaritas after this, or <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Even even in that situation, I think that I would be able to uh, have common sense enough to know, like your your best bet is to not fuck up the crime scene and getting your daughter back, dude. Yeah, like mm-hmm. inviting all that all those people over, cleaning the house, like yeah. that's an obvious one. Having a like, small snowball sake. fight in the foyer, which happened. Yeah. 
you know, really just winter wonderland all over the house. Except yeah. for the daughter's room, of course, because that's where the crime But happened. hey, if I was a mother trying to get $180,000 out of my husband and I killed my own kid for it, I would be partying too. Oh, yeah. I mean, just I mean, not only are you getting a whole bunch of money, but you also have one less fucking mouth to feed. Win-win. Two, technically. That's I'm pure sure she didn't profit stay with right them. there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she took the money and ran. Yeah. So, um, all these people are in the house. Officers are searching the, the property. And mm-hmm. uh, John, the dad, started making arrangements to follow the ransom instructions. Um, Officer Rick French... Went to the basement. Rick French? <laughs> yes. What? I love that, man. <laughs> I would also I like to point out, like, $180,000 bonus? What the fuck? He worked for a computer company. Yeah, he was, like, a, a high-ranking guy. But sure, he's, like, the president of the computer company. So, like, yeah. he made That's a bunch of money. still, like, insane for a bonus check. Yep. Jesus Christ. I bet his employees got, like, 500 if that. I bet Dude. his employees didn't get bonuses. <laughs> That's my bet. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Lockheed Martin. Well, soon yeah. to be Lockheed Martin. So you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, they just got a fucking missile in the, in the mail. <laughs> Here, Here's a predator drone. Any- <laughs> Here's you use this in any bus in Syria that you'd like. <laughs> uh oh, it's a wedding. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, we're talking about dead kids already. Why not add a few more? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, guys. I'm not. <laughs> Fuck Lockheed Martin. <laughs> Sue me with Matt Pat, you cucks. I wasn't talking. I was apologizing to Lockheed. I was apologizing for the dead kid jokes. Oh, I'm not. Either. Fuck dead <laughs> oh. kids. They're, what are, they're not going to get offended. They're dead, yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Officer Rick French uh, went to the basement and came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch. Um... He paused in front of the door, but then walked away without opening it. Which, like, doesn't make any sense to me. In his defense... this man is fired. In his defense... (laughs) Well, he he was put on leave with pay. (laughs) In his defense, defense, there was a, a novelty sign on the door that said dead kids, so he just assumed, you know... It's a joke. Yeah, it's just a joke. It's fine. Yeah. Um, no, but he later explained that he was looking for an exit route used by the kidnapper, and because the door was latched from the inside and the latch wasn't broken, it ruled that out as an exit point, and so he just completely ignored it. Good. Uh, Which, like, uh, good. Fair sure. enough, I guess, if that's what you're sure. looking for. Um, Search so, the whole house, though. Yeah. <laughs> So, it smells like dead kid in here, but uh, I'm sure it's just a weird perfume. <laughs> yeah. So, remember, uh, I can't talk. Patsy called the police at like 5.52 in the morning. Cops showed up before 6. The visitor showed up around 8. Um, it's now 1 p.m. Nothing has been found. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of the detectives asked um, John and another family friend to search the house with them to see if anything seemed to miss because it's a large house and they needed help, apparently, because, you know, cops can't do their job. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Um, I'm not. <laughs> but. Yeah. 
they started their search in the basement. Good. John opened that door that Officer French dismissed earlier. Is there a dead kid in there? And found John Bonet's body inside. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, so, dead kids sounds like a good time for an ad break, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, buy some dead kids. <laughs> We're hawking them on our ads, so uh, instructions <laughs> will follow. Uh, get a Wayfair.com. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lovely, uh, lovely couch for sale. $20,000 couch. Only yeah. 13 years old, the couch. <laughs> uh, ads! Hey, Dice Goblins. What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. Well, <laughs> sounds good. What's everybody's thoughts on edging? Okay. Is this what we're opening with? (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun time. As long as it doesn't just end in edging. Like, as long as you finish. You gotta finish. (laughs) Yeah, eventually. Like, you can edge for a little bit, sure. But if you never get it off, then. Edge for 26 hours straight if you're not a coward. Uh, I'd say that sounds like a dwarf, but they're just plain missionaries, so. Yeah. That's true. Or, or dwar- dwarves are not big edging people. Yeah, I wouldn't unfortunately. Say What's your 24 thoughts? 24 hour on missionary edging? sex for dwarves. That's what oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> Bryson, what, what is your thoughts on edging? That's yeah, all right. All right. If you've got the, uh, if the willpower, the sheer cojones for it. Okay. Um, I'm have sure your thoughts on edging? <laughs> um, never tried it. Don't right. know if I want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Taz, have um, you ever attempted to edge? <laughs> Do we have to talk about my sex life? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather tell you, tell you another sex story if you want it. All right, yeah, sure. So, um, there was one day where I invited uh, a girl over, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I invited her over to um, watch, you know, I think it was Rick and Morty. I could yeah. be wrong. Uh, and uh, Natural aphrodisiac Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Initially, you know, I had uh, I had made the comment that it was purely, like, platonic. Um, mm-hmm. And then we ended up hooking up. That's how you get and it, then, uh And then um, I looked at her afterwards, and I was like, it's still platonic, though. <laughs> yeah, this was Are me. You kidding me. This was me, Taz. No, I'm not. I remember this. 
this was me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, I wish I was kidding, but no. That, was, that uh, kicks so much ass, though. You Speaking of kicking ass, speaking of what? kicking ass, I did slap a girl in the ass one time afterwards and tell her good game as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. <What? laughs> Fuck, I was talking to somebody and she told me after sex a guy high-fived her once. <laughs> Which that guy passes the vibe check. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. There was another, uh, here's another one. Okay, um, cool. This is the episode. Abby, this you can is leave. the episode. <laughs> I mean, um, I, we probably shouldn't be telling hear... sex stories in the dead kid episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I should save some for later. All right. That's Fun. that's the that's the short that's the po- uh, power hour this week. <laughs> it's just Taz's sex stories. Wow. Oh. But no, Abby, I'm not kidding, unfortunately. Yeah. I was a bit of a dickhole when I was a teenager. <laughs> was. Yeah. Uh, so to move on from times. sex, you guys want to talk about a dead girl's body? Damn straight. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Good job, Taz. Um, wow. You gotta bring back the necrophilia jokes. Suck the landing, dude. Thank you. You, you deleted Zat because of the necrophilia <laughs> jokes and, like, crippled our growth. And yeah. here you are. No, it wasn't for the necrophilia jokes. It was for other jokes. Fair. Um, that I made when I was, like, 13 and I don't feel comfortable uh, the world seeing anymore. Fair enough. Fair Anyways, enough. Tell about tell us about dead kids. Yeah. Um, tell us all about dead kids. So, warning for anybody that might find this disturbing, I'm gonna read uh, stuff off of the autopsy report. Sick. Um. So, Jambonet's mouth was covered with duct tape. Um, okay. A, a nylon cord was found around her wrists and neck. Uh, and her torso was covered with a white blanket. Um. According to the autopsy report. Was there to uh, prevent her from getting cold? I doubt it. I can only assume. <laughs> also, right, cool. st- I gotta assume nylon ropes gotta be pretty expensive, right? It wasn't a nylon sure. rope, it was a nylon cord. Nyl- so even more expensive to my mind. Like, why leave I mean, it there? Yeah. I guess if you're get- waiting on a $180,000 pay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fair enough. So, according to the autopsy report found on the Denver Post... Um, her body was found to have ligature strangulation with hemorrhages on her neck around uh, her eyes, as well as craniocerebral injuries, uh, a linear comminuted fracture on the right side of her skull with uh, bruises around that area of her scalp. And there were um, small abrasions and bruises 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 found on uh different i love areas. in bruises <laughs> that's my favorite movie i love my first interaction with abby is me seeing a screen cap of her making fun of me not being able to talk on the podcast yet here we are in bruises <laughs> 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 harder than it looks isn't it abby <laughs> i'd never yeah. fuck up as much as you guys <laughs> well, there, so- was, there was I've had bad episodes. Episode, I've yeah. had bad. I've had a bad episode where I was very tired. <laughs> but like when I watch you guys just read shit directly <laughs> off a page and just struggle, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bruges. I'm sorry, Abby. <laughs> I'm not. Abby knows I'm never sorry. So. Yeah, no. Bryson finds it in his soul to constantly believe me. Yeah. It's fine. And I'm great at it. Yeah. It's never work if you do what you love. Uh, yeah. Um, uh. Small abrasions and bruises uh, found on different areas of her body, such as the back of her right shoulder, her lower left back, and the back of her left leg. Um, toxicology report shows no signs of drugs or alcohol in her system, and although there were no signs of rape, there was evidence of a vaginal injury. Um, the official cause of death was labeled as asphyxia by strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma. Man, all the deaths, I swear, that we have on here have to do with asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the most fun way to kill someone, you know? Yeah, sure. Um... Bryson, is there something you need to tell us? Well, yeah, if you want to kill somebody, you want to see the life go out of their eyes. So Bryson, the, you're really the best. I mean, who isn't? But <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. The, the best way to to really get what you need out of a kill, to really get that release, is just to see the life drain from their eyes. And you don't get that with, like, gunshot wounds or anything like that. You really just got to, you know, get the life out of them, you know? It, that I would assume that's a murder of hate, though. Or intense love, I guess. Or psychotic. No, I mean, psychosis in general, if you're looking for a And also, yeah, if it seems like the murderer, a.k.a. the mother, uh, yeah. did probably hate her daughter. So. Yeah. <laughs> or Santa is... Claus also probably hated her because of the reasons she was on the naughty list. Yeah. Depending on how that theory works out. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. Will we yeah. see, Abby? You'll see. Okay. Um, so... Do we know who actually did it, or is this a theory no, episode? Well, is... we know. Well... <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, we, now, we could case... be blaming an innocent mom. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, we yeah. could be, but... You could be. Uh, but probably not. What's she gonna probably do? Not. Sue us with MatPat? Get in fucking line. <laughs> um, we really need to get our LLC, so if we get sued, <laughs> it's the company and not <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fuck. Fuck so, you, Matt Pat. <laughs> so John um, found his daughter's body in the basement and then proceeded to carry her upstairs, further contaminating the crime scene. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you can't. You can't just have a little bit of contamination. It has to be complete and utter destruction yeah. of a crime scene. Um, and he really made sure to, like, get it in there. He applied lotion after, too, so... Yeah. <laughs> it was really just, you know, fuck this whole fucking course. Puts the lotion on his dead daughter or else he gets yeah. the hose again. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So, um... Just a couple of, like, extra little, like, details about the case itself. Um, the autopsy report also claimed to have found um, a piece of undigested pineapple in JonBenet's stomach, as if it was eaten a couple hours before her death. Okay. Um, f- photographs of the home taken on the day when her body was found show a bowl of pineapple on the kitchen table with a spoon on it. Uh, but John and Patsy both claim that they don't remember putting the bowl out, they don't remember feeding any pineapple to John Bonet. Uh They stand by the fact that both of their children slept through the night. That is insane. Police can dispute this fact, though, because Burke's fingerprints, the brother, uh, his fingerprints were found on the bowl. 
So, gotcha. so I may have been a brother. Uh, unless... So were they just leaving pineapple out for Santa, or? <laughs> so apparently that really holds with the Epstein Island theory, don't it? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> no, apparently it was their favorite midnight snack was to have pineapple with milk. Oh fuck! I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. She what the it. fuck? Fuck, man. Um, yeah, no, they left pineapple out for Santa because they know that Mrs. Claus is definitely going to work tonight, so. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Yeah. I'm going to get sued wow. by Mrs. Claus. <laughs> You're going to get sued by a lot of people by the time this episode's over. Here's hoping. So, like how um, you assume you'll be sued by Mrs. Claus before Santa Claus. <laughs> Why I didn't defame Santa Claus? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Well, no, I did on Truthcast actually. So, <laughs> uh, and our Christmas episode, and yeah. like yeah. every time we bring up Santa Claus. Yeah, well, he's it's a Santa Claus thing. hater. Yeah, I, I do. That's accurate. Yeah, that's true about me. Um. Yeah. So, it was weird that they've only found um, her brother's fingerprints on the bowl. And the fact that she, like, had obviously eaten pineapple at some point in the night. So, uh, she was up at some point and the parents lied about it. Um, Good. There were we're trace un- amounts. unaware. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. There were trace amounts of DNA found on JonBenet's underwear. It was not semen. Uh, it was blood. So oh. that's only slightly better. Um, Is it though? <laughs> um, I mean, doesn't sound great. That's why I said slightly. Yeah. Um, but testing the DNA, it was said to belong to just like a single dude. Um, police um ran it through. How did they know like, his relationship status? Adam? I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> Damn, hold on. It links it direct. Yeah, DNA strands in Colorado link directly to your Facebook page. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. No, but they they ran the the sample through um like the FBI's DNA database and there weren't any matches. Hmm. Police found a broken window in the basement that John apparently knew about beforehand, but he hadn't gotten it fixed because he thought they lived in a good neighborhood and nobody was ever going to break in. Um, but there were no other signs. Insane of- reason not to <laughs> fix your window. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were not no even not even to be like either. paranoid. By the way, just because like th- your heating bill. <laughs> yeah, they live in a fifteen bedroom mansion. They don't have to worry about a single broken right. window. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but other than that, there but were they no also other signs have all the entry. money in the world. So like, that would have been like a fucking five dollar gas bill to them. I guess. Yeah. It's like, here, go fix this window. I'm sure they had people who cleaned the mansion for them. I doubt mm-hmm. either of them cleaned 15 rooms. Yeah. So I don't... No. I think they weird. had a housekeeper. I think the housekeeper yeah. got questioned at one point. Good. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's always the it. housekeeper. <laughs> yeah, so no other signs of forced entry uh, were found. So now we're going to move on to the theories about what could have possibly happened. Um, and I'm going to start off with the most crackheaded theory that exists this for is this case. This theory, isn't it? 
This theory is that JonBenet Ramsey never actually died, that she's still alive, and that she's Katy Perry. Um. Oh, holy shit. I need to hold <laughs> on to my chair. I uh, kissed a girl, and I'm JonBenet Ramsey. <laughs> so, the quote-unquote yes no. <laughs> evidence that people have for this is the fact that, um, you're born with your eyebrows. Your eyebrows never change. And John Bonet and Katy Perry have the exact same eyebrows. I buy it. <laughs> it's true. Despite <laughs> the fact that Katy Perry was 12 years old when uh-huh. John Bonet died and John Bonet was 6 years old, people See, were what's saying, your misunderstanding? What you're misunderstanding is the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Like, I understand uh, she's twice the age, but also the eyebrows. I will say that El Nasty is more believable than... Yeah. Well, it, that being. it's more accurate that John JonBenet Ramsey is still alive and is El Nasty in the room. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, you're okay. right. <laughs> El Nasty We've solved it, it guys. That's it. <laughs> yep, makes uh, sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm the- glad there is a more insane theory than Santa Claus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the first legitimate theory that police looked into was obviously they looked at the parents. Um, the The family was under very heavy scrutiny after the authenticity of the ransom note came into question, uh, mm-hmm. along with the very little evidence of there being an intruder. Apparently, JonBenet used to wet the bed a lot, so the theory goes that Patsy struck her after a bedwetting incident and then set up the fake crime scene and strangled her, mistakenly thinking that she was already dead. Why would... Okay. First off, why would they strangle her if she... Ar- they th- uh. so, She's already dead, I'm gonna strangle her. To what make it point? look like strangulation was the cause of death. Yeah. I guess. It. But it's not gonna bruise the exact same way if they're already dead. Yeah, but... So that should have been able to be seen in the autopsy report, was yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so, according to the autopsy, strangulation was the cause of death. She had, had blunt force trauma okay, to so her head. Okay, so she wasn't dead. Okay. Yeah. So, right. it was blunt force trauma cool. to the head. Yeah, believe it or not, Patsy isn't a brilliant forensic scientist. Yeah. So, so this, <laughs> this theory goes that she uh, hit her, thought that she killed her, and then strangled okay. her to cover it up, not knowing that she was still alive. Okay, mm-hmm. good. And um, then also put pineapple in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was planning on cooking her in the oven like a no. like a ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. She put like an apple in a pig's yeah. mouth. She just put a big old fucking pineapple in her mouth. <laughs> Served no, her on a platter. Um, this theory actually doesn't even touch on the pineapple at all, which is weird to me. Okay. Um I still the, think the mom did it, but I think I think we're missing some things. Yeah. yeah. Um so this this is the the police theory. Um the what was actually used to strangle her? I can't pronounce this word right. Garot. Garot. It's garot. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Of course, I would know the implements used to murder somebody <laughs> through strangulation. <laughs> of course, you would though. Um, yeah. But it was made of nylon cord and the broken handle of one of Patsy's paintbrushes. Um. So there this was... guy fucking mythbustered his own. Garage. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, kind of um, nuts. Uh, actually, a piece of the paintbrush was missing um, 
they couldn't find it. And I think they eventually did find it within Patsy's art supplies, which I don't think they were kept in the basement, which is so, like, even more, like, this is suspicious for yeah. the family. Yeah, um, this definitely has to be somebody who at least knew the house. Yeah. Yeah, because they really just had full reign of the house, as far as we can tell. Like, Yeah, yeah. with the note from I mean, the kitchen. Note from the kitchen. They got her from her bedroom. They put her in the basement. They got supplies from other places in the house. They had yeah. to have been in there for, what, several hours. Yeah. Did they have a time of death? Do we know that she died that night? Um. Yeah, no, she, she definitely died... Um, that night because the family that they visited for Christmas the night before, um, like they, they saw her alive that night. No, I'm talking like, uh, was she kept in the basement at all before she was killed? Like, could, was that Um, possible? It is. Maybe. It's technically possible. I think. Let me double check the autopsy report. Because my theory may be that uh, obviously it's somebody to do with the family, most likely yeah. the mom. Uh, she was put in the basement and then, um, like, after yeah. being. No, okay, just... so actually, um, according to the autopsy report, the time of death is December the 26th, um, at, like, just past midnight. Or, excuse me, just past one in the morning. Okay. It's in, mil- it's in military time, 1323. Uh, 1323. So that yeah. would actually be 1 p.m. Cause, yeah. Um, so she wouldn't have died in the middle of the night then. That would have been, if it's, because 1300 is 1 p.m. because it starts at zero at midnight. And then it goes from there. And 12, 1200 hours would be noon. And so she, would be 1 p.m. So she, she died at 1 p.m. So she was likely in the basement for a while before she was murdered. I wonder if, so the 911, when was the 911 call made? Um, the nine one one call was made at five fifty two in the morning. On on December twenty sixth. Yes. So, so she wasn't even dead yet. She wasn't dead when the cops were there. Mm hmm. That whole so it's time. Pos- it's possible that she was there in the basement and then. The it's literally just... Frenchie's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, possibly. Actually, calling the police. Like, it could have actually been like she was dead because of that. But they did say that they would behead her. They did behead her. So they didn't, they didn't follow yeah. through with their word. So I got yeah. some issues. Yeah. I don't know if that time is accurate on that autopsy report, though. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if it, it is, is, it definitely raised some concerns. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the first time we've genuinely theorized about somebody's death, though. <laughs> I know, right? I feel weird doing it, but. Yeah. yeah. It's like if these if these times are accurate, then she was alive. She, the she was there. killed while they were looking for her. Yeah, or after they were looking for her. Wow. Hmm. Um. And let's hear the uh, yeah. Santa theory. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry no, to break your whole um, world up, Abby. No, yeah. you're good. I was just I was double checking. Um, there's I don't know if I read that right, but um most people think that she died around five in the morning. So like right she if she died at five in the morning, Patsy called it five fifty two. It's enough time for them to like stage it. Yeah. Before she called. Um the Garot Garot 
Garot. Garot. Thank you. Um, it was made of, you know, her, her mom's stuff. Um, but police eventually ruled her out as a suspect because um, her handwriting analysis um, concluded that her handwriting was inconclusive. So they couldn't okay. determine if it was her or not. And uh, the DNA samples that were taken from each member of the Ramsey family, uh, none of them matched the DNA that was left on Domine's clothes. Uh, they okay. ruled out John for the same reasons. His handwriting was not a match. His DNA was not a match. Same with uh, little brother Burke. DNA was not a match. Um, oh, it was a little brother? Old, I, I'm a little sus older, of Burke. Older brother. I'm okay, sus okay. of Burke. Sorry. And here's why. Burke definitely had pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. And she had better pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's interesting though is that in 1999, a jury did actually vote to indict her parents, uh, citing two counts of child abuse leading to death, um, and said that the parents did unlawfully, knowingly, recklessly, and f- feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Bonet Ramsey, a child under the age of 16. Um, but the district attorney at the time, Alex Hunter, refused to sign the indictment, saying that there wasn't enough uh, evidence for prosecution. Hmm. So they got off clean. So it's a theory that they would kill her just money, or is there more to it? Um, Because that's the one thing we're lacking here is motive, if it yeah, was them. That's the thing, is that police never really could find a motive for it. They just were running on the theory of like, either it was the family or it was an intruder. Okay. Which it really couldn't, like, I'm not saying it couldn't have been an intruder, obviously, but like, there's a lot of information Mm -hmm. that the average intruder wouldn't have, especially a foreign interest group. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If it was an intruder, they had to do with the household for sure. At the very, Um, at the very least, it was, a co-worker who was familiar with the bonus that he received. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not actually accurate because we see reports of millionaires, uh, like wealthy people's bonuses all the time. So yeah. it's not private information. But at that time yeah. it was, it was the day after Christmas. So it was yeah. like, and it was the nineties. It wasn't like true. As yeah. That's easily true. accessible as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys want to hear the Santa Claus theory? Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, absolutely. That's the only reason I'm here. Still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a neighbor named Bill McReynolds. Already love him. Um, uh, he's an older man. He dressed up as Santa Claus. Um, for like the kids in the neighborhood and whatever. Uh, he was at the Ramsey's house for uh, the kids. Yeah. It was for him. Let's <laughs> <laughs> he was at the Ramsey's house uh, two days before the murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some weird things about this man that b- pointed some like really weird flags at the police. Um, his own daughter had been kidnapped 22 years earlier in 1974. Um, his wife had written a play about a child who was molested and murdered in a basement. Which like... That's weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Especially as a play for starters. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
not even just like the coincidences, but the fact that it was a play. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Um, okay. But he apparently felt very close to John Bonet. Um, she was the first child to ever give him a gift while he was dressed up as Santa Claus. He was used to like showing up like the parents would be like, hey, can you swing by our house, be Santa Claus for our kids? And he would like drop off a present or two. But she was the first kid to ever actually give him a present. Yeah. Um, it was a little vial of glitter and he kept it with him like all the time. It was apparently very sentimental to him. He even carried it with him into a heart surgery. And um, mm. on the off chance that he were to die, he asked his wife to mix the glitter with his ashes. Hmm. I mean, which it like, would be sweet it's if kinda it wasn't sweet. a neighbor kid. Yeah. A neighbor's kid. Like, yeah. that... Yeah. Like, if it was, like, your granddaughter, like, yeah, cool, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it could just be that he's a friendly old man who is missing his own daughter. Yeah. Who yeah. just you know, was really friendly and just liked this kid and she was just a very sweet kid. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go, I'll go on record saying I think it's sweet. Yeah. yeah. It is pretty sweet. It's just, we don't know enough information about their actual relationship to know if it's creepy or not, but it's on the verge of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than all those weird coincidences, there was no hard evidence to connect uh, Mick Reynolds to the murder and his DNA also did not match. Um, then there's the theory of Gary Oliva, who was another neighbor who lived a couple of blocks away. Um. I thought they lived in a good neighborhood. What the fuck, Abby? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Uh, they, they, dad thought they did. Um, (laughs) so this dude was arrested in June of 2016. This is way past when it happened on charges of two counts of attempted sexual exploitation of a child and one count of sexual exploitation of a child. Yikes. So he got arrested on child pornography charges, basically. Um, But he was a person of interest because in December of 2000, which was four years after the murder, um, he was arrested on unrelated drug charges and was found with a photo of John Bonet in his backpack. Holy shit. Police asked huh. him why he had the photo. And to quote the Denver Post, um, John Bonet's murder touched me very deeply. I feel she was an exceptional girl whose death was an exceptional loss. I felt the need to build a monument, a shrine to remember this little girl. In my backpack. <laughs> 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 It's a lot of creepy to do with his neighbors, Abby. Yeah. I mean... I'm his not... is definitely more creepy than the old man's. The old man is more sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what the fuck? Jesus I'm Christ. Not, I'm not saying that beauty pageants for children is, like, public porn. But... Essentially, that's exactly it what it is, and I am I saying that. that's why. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's why so many of these suspects are like older guys who were neighbors because it all signs of an intruder breaking in pointed to a pedophile. Yeah, because because of the um, apparent sexual assault that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it's just it's just really weird and creepy to me, the whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, I agree. I agree, Abby. The murder of the child with wounds <laughs> in her pelvic area uh, definitely creepy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. all right. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this episode, Abby. <laughs> You're so welcome. You got it's anything else? My favorite true crime case. Yeah. Um. There. There's some more. Um. Ooh. Some more. There's some more. So this dude, Oliva, apparently called his high school friend Michael Vale the day after the murder, saying, "I heard a little girl. I heard a little girl." And apparently claimed that the location of where this happened was in Boulder, Colorado. Um, after which he hung up the phone. And police records show that no other girl than John Bonet was harmed in that town on that night. So, kind of uh, ske- uh, sketch. So, I'd call that sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but but like also, that is kind of weird because yeah. even. That doesn't explain some of the other things. Like, yeah, that's almost in, almost certainly basically a fucking admissible like in court. Like, yeah. if he had said that in court, that'd basically be, you know, a conviction. But, like, why frame it as a, uh, you know... Kidnapping, uh, Kidnapping. Yeah. Why demand ransom? Why was he in the basement? Yeah. You know? Hey, there. To be fair, there is no better place to hide than in the home that it happened. That Knowing that the Boulder in, in Boulder, Colorado, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> like I will say, like if that was the case, that is actually pretty smart, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be um, sure to pass on the message to him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this guy wasn't a DNA match either, so he was eliminated as a suspect. Um, so, DNA is important, but it's not everything. Yeah. Um, but then we have the false confession of John Mark Carr. Ooh. Uh, do you guys okay. know this dude? No, no, I don't. I didn't know who John Benet Ramsey was. It'd be okay. frankly weird if I knew who John Mark Carr is. <laughs> uh, some people know this dude just because he's like a sketcho dude Mm -hmm. Um, sketcho i love that word (laughs) i don't know um no but he didn't become a suspect until 2006 he had been emailing back and forth with a journalism professor named michael tracy uh this dude had been emailing this guy for four years to try to gain his trust and it worked and john mark carr confessed via email to this um, professor. Um, he Why? used similar wording. I, I don't know. He used similar wording as the ransom note. Um, he confessed that he was in love with John Bonet and that he hit her over the head with a flashlight. Um, and in his confession, um, he had only provided like the most basic facts that were publicly known and failed to provide any convincing details. Um, okay. He claimed that he had drugged John Bonet, but that was proved wrong because the autopsy indicated that there were no drugs found in her system. Mm-hmm. Um, he was eventually arrested in Bangkok, Thailand, where he had fled from the U.S. to avoid child pornography charges because pedophiles. Um, but Carr's DNA also did not match that found at the scene, and he was not charged with the murder. Uh, he was charged for a bunch of other stuff, but not her murder. 
Um, according to former police chief Mark Beckner, they knew about 18 hours in that he was not their guy. They had evidence put in car in Georgia at the time of the murder and not Colorado. Okay. But here's the kicker. According to Dr. Henry Lee, a DNA expert made famous by the O.J. Simpson case, uh, the DNA found in JonBenet's underwear could be traced back to the manufacturer of the underwear. He proved this by using an unopened bag of underwear, which had foreign DNA on them, which means that the DNA evidence could not be used, it was inadmissible in court, and any one of those suspects could potentially be the killer still. I knew they were hanging on to the DNA too much. Yeah. I don't know why, but I felt it. It's all. So, the, it's the only thing that they were using that exonerated anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, the theory that I run on, and the one that I found that most people believe, is that, that the it was brother the real did Santa it. Claus. Oh. No. <laughs> Dude, if it was the real Santa Claus, no, it was it that was. um her brother did it. Okay. Uh, she she was How six. How old was he, he at the time? He was nine at the time. Nine year olds are angry. <laughs> yeah. So um, nine year old boys in the nineties are angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, um, you know he listened to Lincoln Park. Yeah. Um, John Mark Carr had mentioned that flashlight. Um, there was a flashlight that was found on the kitchen counter, um, but it was normally kept in a drawer. Like, they have, like, a, a drawer in the kitchen that's, like, the utility drawer, and it's got, like, yeah, a flashlight yeah, and scissors and whatever drawer. in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Every American household has one. <laughs> got, like, just, it's just the junk drawer. It's got random yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but it was on the kitchen counter, which um, seemed kind of weird uh, that it was out, because there wasn't, I guess like, if he was getting up for a midnight or anything s- like that. If he was getting up for a midnight snack and didn't want to wake um, his parents, I've done yeah, that. Yeah, the midnight pineapple and milk. Duh. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, <laughs> what I think happened is that he woke up at some point during the night or never even fell asleep in the car in the first place and was still awake when the family arrived back at home. They put JonBenet to bed and then Patsy made uh, Burke the, the bowl of pineapple as a snack and they were talking and whatever and JonBenet woke up and came downstairs and started talking to them and took a piece of the pineapple out of the bowl which is why her fingerprints weren't on the bowl but she had pineapple in her system um, and then Burke got angry at her for taking some of his snacks so he grabbed the flashlight and hit her over the head um, cause it's totally possible that a nine-year-old can do that much damage with a heavy flashlight um and then the parents just tried to cover it up yeah so they thought that their son killed her and then set up the crime scene as a cover-up um and that john made the the garrote and um strangled her to death actually killing her and set up her body in the basement while Patsy wrote the rams- ransom note. That um, genuinely makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because that I would mean, explain, like, why the pineapple was there, why only, the, like, Burke's fingerprints were on it, why um, the stationery was used, the amount mm-hmm. of money that was demanded. Like, it, it, it fits every box. Yeah. Doesn't fit uh, the, the autopsy report of the time of death, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The time of death shows that... Unless, um, unless she wasn't 
dead, uh, and they strangled her later. Like, they knocked her up, tied her up, and then put her in the basement, uh, set the scene of the crime, went down there, and she was still alive, and they had to kill her. Posh. Which is possible, because um, according to what you guys said would have been the time of death, after one o'clock, that was when, um, John went down to the basement and found her. So he... It is possible, like, unless the time of death was actually five in the morning, if it was one in the afternoon, then he could have, like, strangled her in the basement and then brought her body up. Mm-hmm. Well, weren't cops with him when he went down to the body? I don't know, because it, I think it was only two cops that showed up to the, the house, and they asked for help looking. I see. So, I don't know. It's The whole thing is just so weird, and the crime scene was so contaminated that there is no definitive proof of what happened. Yeah, well, it's been like 23, 24 years. Oh, wait, no. 25 years. Because it was 1996, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. No, I you're wrong. Now. What? I don't think you're correct. Uh, well, 1996. 20 years, years from 19... 19- oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. My bad. Yeah, get fucked. All right, I said I'm sorry. No, you didn't. <laughs> I said my bad. Yeah. That's essentially I'm sorry. Get fucked, Bryson. Yeah. What's your theory, Bryson? I think Santa Claus kidnapped her and took her to the Epstein Island and left a body double. And it was the old man's daughter. <laughs> Tie it back. Favorite. The old man's daughter is Katy Perry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but we'll never know what truly happened because Patsy Ramsey passed away in 2006 of ovarian cancer. And to this day, John and Burke claim their family's innocence. As okay. of today, the case is still open and the murderer has never been found. And probably never will be. Yep. Yeah. How's Sick. the brother doing? Yeah, he's um, he is a weirdo. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. He a couple years ago did an interview with um, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I actually he was on SNL. He, <laughs> he hosted I, SNL. I can't remember who he did the interview with, but he just like had this weird, creepy smirk on his face the whole time. And like, I hope he's carried that his entire life. I killed my <laughs> sister. Yeah, and like, got away with it. I yeah. made my mom and dad. Oh, did he write a book set titled "If I Did It"? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, goddamn, dude! What that a would wild... be rough, though. Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite true crime case because it's, like, basically solved in, like, the public's eye, but, like, we're never going to get an actual official answer on it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we all know it was Santa. My favorite... (laughs) My favorite's still Eliza. Sorry, Abby. No, that's fair. That's a very interesting one. I don't like crime. (laughs) (laughs) Says the dude who has been talking about the perfect way to murder somebody is to strangle them. Yeah, yeah, well, and you're talking about getting sued as well. Su- suing is criminal court, not crimes. Civil court. <laughs> criminal Guys, it's court. It's 10 p.m. It's 10 criminal PM, court is not crimes. Yeah. <laughs> criminal court it's 12 is not for crimes. me. So. All right. Yeah. Did I yeah. ask? 
Did I fucking uh, ask, Abby? No, you did not. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. We definitely need to wrap this up because it's my son's bedtime. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in for this wonderful episode about dead kids. Um, we love a good dead kid story. Yeah, thank you thank for you, give, Abby. telling us, Abby. We yeah, appreciate you. it. Uh, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you guys want more, we have a weekly power hour that comes out every Wednesday, uh, early episodes on Fridays. And we have our weekly Tangent Takeover episode coming out in April. I don't know when this episode's coming out. It could be April, so who fucking knows? Um, yeah, you can subscribe to us on Patreon for just $5. Uh, or $1 if you just want into the Discord chat. And we hope to see you guys there. Bryson, bring us home. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Tangent Avenue, or you can follow us individually. You can find me at Toothpick. Uh, and Taz at Zaphiel. Uh, have fun trying to spell that, dickheads. You can also uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram under Tangent Avenue or join our Facebook group at Tangent Avenue Podcast to join in on the conversation. Uh, as always, we want to thank the amazing, talented Julie Me Artistry for our cover photo. Uh, you can find more of her stuff at Instagram.com slash Julie Me Artistry. Uh, and we always want to thank the incredibly talented Homesick Entertainment for the intro, mid-roll, and outro. You can find their work at youtube.com slash c slash homesick. Abby, where can they find you? I'm a cryptid. I don't exist anywhere on the internet that it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. I love having a guest where we literally do not pay them anything. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, yeah. hey, thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy this dead kid story. Have a great day. Uh, yeah. Alright. Bye, everybody. Abby, say bye! Bye! <laughs> bye.